Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give men 
in exchange for you and people in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. The epistle lesson is found in Romans chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Lord, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Then death he died. He died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Christ. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and preached the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod the Tetrarch because of Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
God's grace and mercy and peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from the gospel reading from Luke chapter 3. Let's pray. Most gracious God, in the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Jordan River, you affirmed him as your beloved son. Help us, your beloved children, to live out each day in your baptismal grace as we await the joy of life in your eternal presence. And may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our maker and our redeemer. Amen. In the gospel reading today, we heard this. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was open and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. It's our text. If we really think about it, uh, when you think about it, the, the Christmas story is, has a lot to do with people looking for Jesus, right? The shepherds go looking for the, the, the baby Jesus uh, uh, that the angels spoke about. Uh, the shepherd or strangers from, a, from the east uh, come in and they travel these long distances looking for this newborn king. But Herod also uh, sends his soldiers to look for this newborn king. And in the process, they look for every uh, small boy born in Bethlehem to have this new king killed. But John the baptizer doesn't have to go looking for Jesus. Jesus just shows up. He suddenly appears in front of John. Now, now, we don't get it in this account in Luke, but in the Gospel of Mark, we have Jesus approach John and, and basically says, baptize me too. And, and this confuses John. He, he says, I'm not even worthy to untie your sandals. And in fact, Jesus uh, should be the one baptizing him. And Jesus, uh, John is saying, well, Jesus, you're the Messiah, the Lamb of God, the Messiah we've been waiting for. You don't have any sins to repent of. Uh, you don't need to be baptized. But then Jesus talks to him and convinces him he does. John then baptizes Jesus. The Spirit descends upon Jesus in the form of a dove, and, and, and God the Father makes this grand divine pronouncement. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. It's made very plain that the very Son of God has, is being baptized. This man, water dripping from his head and face, is God himself. And no sooner had Jesus been baptized, the descending Holy Spirit leads Jesus away, uh, not to the throne of a palace, but rather to uh, alone out in the wilderness. And in the wilderness, Jesus meets uh, not a mayor who gives him the keys to the city, uh, but rather Satan, who tests him and tempts Jesus. He tests him with this saying, you know, if you are the Son of God, then do something to prove it. Well, the next time Jesus hears those words, if you're the son of God, then do something to prove it, is when he hangs upon a cross, hearing the taunts of the crowd. Now, what happens to John, the man who proclaimed this good news that God has sent a Messiah? Well, he, he, uh, he falls victim to the whim of this murderous king, Luke tells us, and his head is served up on a platter at a party, uh, the result of an impulsive promise. Isn't it amazing how 
See how quickly the mood has changed uh, in the gospel? From the glory of the angels telling of a newborn savior to to the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness to the gruesome beheading of John the baptizer and and much closer to Jesus' birth, the, the slaughter of the innocents, the baby boys of Bethlehem. You know, a lot of times we do have excitement and mountaintop experiences, though those are great, uh, but they don't last, right? I mean, they're, they're precious and special to us because of the very fact that they don't last. We know they don't. Uh, eventually we come down from that mountaintop, if you will, and resume life sort of down into the valley, uh, and, and, and all the hoopla of Christmas is now gone, right? Christmas decorations have been, or will soon be, uh, packed away. There's no more uh, angels uh, uh, on, on the mantle, uh, no uh, more accounts of a miraculous birth from Scripture, whereas we keep moving here. And we're here in church, uh, but this isn't exactly the same kind of excitement we had on Christmas Eve, is it? No. We're back in the ordinary days of the year, the very ordinary problems that come with life that is pretty ordinary. So today we hear that Jesus is standing in, a, in the very ordinary muddy waters of the Jordan River and, and John the baptizer is pouring some water over him. And in that act, the baptism, Jesus, the very Son of God, God in the flesh, is identifying himself with the ordinary things of this world, with the ordinary people and their ordinary lives of sin and temptation and trouble and sickness and dying. You see, this is the great thing about our Christian faith. I mean, Christianity is, is not just about mountaintops and, and, and the glory and the ecstasy of being lifted up beyond places of the ordinary. It isn't even about singing always happy songs or always being filled with so much faith that nothing can trouble us or get in our way. You see, the Christian faith is also for the valleys. Because most of us don't live in a world of perpetual bliss and happiness. We may wish we did, we would like to, but in reality we don't. We live in the valley, if you will, where there is work to be done, laundry to be folded, washed and folded, people to deal with, troubles to be confronted. And here's the good news. That is where God meets us. And isn't that exactly what the angel Gabriel told Joseph in a dream? He told them Mary's child would be the presence of God among his people, that he would be known as Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus' baptism becomes that occasion when when the Holy Spirit and God the Father uh, state that in no uncertain terms, Jesus is God's Son, who has come into this world, Emmanuel, God with us, through his baptism into the, the Jordan River. Jesus also revealed as one who identifies himself with the ordinary nature of our world. In our own baptism, uh, we had one last night at church, God meets us in, the, in our very ordinary lives, right? He comes to us, he embraces us, he encounters us in the, in the ordinary matters of each and every day. I mean, not just mountaintop moments and exhilarating spiritual experiences, which we, which we have every now and then, but God comes to us in the far more frequent ordinary moments of each day. Comes to us in the struggles, in the boredom, in the questioning, in the pain and in the grief, in the, in the torment, 
in the doubting, in the temptations, that is where he meets us, right? Down in the valleys where we wouldn't expect to find him, that's where Jesus is ready to embrace us and remind us that he is our loving savior. In the undignified muddy water of the Jordan River, Heavenly Father uh, comes and says, you are my son to Jesus, with you I am well pleased. My son whom I love. And just like last night in the baptism, Jesus meets you and me in the waters of our own baptism and says, you are my own dear child whom I love. With you I am well pleased. You see, the sacrament is God's work, not ours. Baptism is God's work, not ours. Baptism is God's grace coming to you and me, adopting us as his own. We become God's own dear child, and God, uh, God's grace brings us a blessing upon blessing that he claims us, that he loves us, that he, that he saves us, that he restores our friendship with God, that he rescues us from Satan's power to kill us, and he gives us eternal life. You see, the beauty of the Christian faith is that, yes, uh, it does give us some high times of, of, of great spiritual fellowship, which we can uh, call mountaintop experiences, and, and these might be different for every person, right? For some, uh, the closeness of God uh, might come through the sort of an aha moment where uh, when you're reading the scriptures and everything begins to connect. Maybe it's listening to a rendition, a live rendition of uh, ha- Handel's Messiah, uh, or maybe sitting quietly in a magnificent cathedral. Or maybe listening to a a current Christian song that that speaks deeply about God's love and mercy. For others, these occasions leave them cold with no experience of God's presence at all. But more importantly, I believe, our Christian faith gives us strength and comfort in those rather (laughs) inglorious moments when we struggle, when we're on the brink of defeat, when we struggle in our sin. When, when our anger gets the better of us or when, uh, when, when we fall into a sin we've struggled with. You see, it's in those dark valleys our God comes to us and says, you are my own dear child. I am with you. I'm not going to give up on you. I will hold you when you're sinking. I'm going to carry you when you're too weak. I'm going to walk with you through the dark valley of the shadow of death and bring you into eternal, into eternal life. We need those kind of assurances, don't we? Especially as we start a new year with old problems as well as new ones. And we start off the year with old worries as well as new concerns. And we step into a new year with old doubts as well as new ones. You know, we begin this season of Epiphany having God reveal the Savior to us in his baptism. That's what Epiphany is. It's a time of revelation, God being revealed to us uh, in Christ. Uh, Jesus clearly uh, also puts a stamp of approval on, reminds us of the blessings of our own baptism. Uh, Louis the Pious of France, uh, son of Charlemagne and king in the early Middle Ages, uh, I'm told said this, the three handfuls of water that were poured over my head in holy baptism are worth more to me than the crown that I am wearing. Wow. I mean, considering who he was, that's a pretty strong statement, isn't it? On what basis could he make such a statement? On the basis of the word of God. 
God's word tells us that through baptism we receive and are assured of an everlasting crown of glory. Uh, uh, Writing to Titus, the apostle Paul refers to baptism as a washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. In his letter to the Galatians, Paul says, all of you who are baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. Reminding us of the picture of all the saints in uh, the book of Revelation whose robes were washed clean in the blood of the Lamb. In the book of Romans, as we heard today, Paul identifies our baptism with what Jesus accomplished for us through his death and resurrection. He says, don't you know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the Father, uh, uh, just as Christ was raised from the dead to the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. A new life. A new life of forgiveness and reconciliation before God. Baptism is not a a rite of passage, if you will, something sort of check off your list uh, to do for God. It's a means of grace, isn't it? It's a channel through which God pours out into our hearts the forgiveness of our sins. In those waters, the Spirit applies that saving work of Jesus to our lives, and we become members of his family, and it it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, Luther uh, said that even in baptism, I love this, uh, he said, even in baptism, the old Adam remains a frightfully good swimmer. (laughs) When faced with satanic assaults, though, Luther would grab a slate and a chalk and write these words, I have been baptized. It signifies that we belong, not to ourselves, not to our guilty past, not to the fearful future, not to the demonic powers of this world. Instead, our baptism, in our baptism, we have been reclaimed as the property of Jesus Christ. Stories told a uh, Luther, one time visiting a friend by the name of Jerome Weller, found him sort of depressed uh, and asked for a reason behind that sorrow. And, and Weller answered that he really couldn't answer or articulate what it was that was making him sad. Uh, Luther, always being Luther, <laughs> uh, just boldly asked the question, don't you know that you have been baptized? <laughs> and Weller would later say that he found more comfort from Luther in those words than one of his sermons. Maybe because it's a short but powerful sermon, isn't it, in that question that reminds us of God's statements to us that we heard today already in Isaiah. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. The point is that it's good for us to reflect on our own baptism, which brings to mind another Quote of Luther, you're getting a lot of Luther today. Uh, He says, do not say that you were baptized, but that I am baptized. Just like we sang in the hymn. Baptized into your name, most holy. O Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I claim a a place, though weak and lowly, among your saints, your chosen host, buried with Christ and dead to sin. Your spirit now shall live within. You know, Epiphany is that season where we reflect on the greatness of Jesus as he is uncovered or revealed to us, that epiphany, if you will. Uh, we, are, we reflect on the greatness of his mission. And today we see him in the Jordan River, the beginning of a great journey which leads to our redemption. Part of that journey brings us to a place of water and God's word, where we are marked as one of God's own children. 
the one who stood in the muddy waters of the Jordan River and heard that affirmation of God the Father, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased, is the same one who calls you and me his own dear children. He enables us to walk through the dark valleys of our ordinary lives. And in the waters of baptism, he calls you and me his children. He promises us. He promised to walk with us through all of our trials, even when we fail to be whom we should be as his children. So let's go forth as those kind of children, going out into a world that desperately needs to hear the message of salvation and forgiveness in Jesus. Go with that assurance from your father this day. You are my child whom I love. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.